0: Welcome to Probably Science. I am Andy Wood, joined by Brooks Whelan. That's me, Brooks Whelan. Um, Matt Kirschen is still overseas. Matt uh, Kirshen still not here. He's our other guest. Eliza Skinner is our guest today, though. Indeed, she is. I was looking up your IMDb, and you might recognize her as Hooker from Late Night with Conan O'Brien as my favorite credit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite credit, too.
0: (laughs) Did you get to sleep with him?
1: No, no, Uh, I I had to sleep with a dog.
0: Oh.
1: Even better. There you go.
0: Um,
1: It also said that you were on Are We
0: There? Yeah, Are We There Yet?
1: I was. What did you do on that? Uh, I played a um, racist Make-A-Wish Foundation type of lady. Um so they How does that play out? Well the
2: the best kind of Make-A-Wish <laughs> foundation.
1: The the um best friend of the the dad uh played by Christian Finnegan had been sending had wanted to like get free I don't know baseballs I think or something like some like like fancy sports paraphernalia. And so he'd been sending these letters to this place that was sort of like a Make-A-Wish foundation uh-huh. um but just for underprivileged kids as the son so he had been writing oh, these letters okay, and signing okay. them from the sun yeah. and making it sound like he had a terrible life. So I went to go meet him and say, like, yay, we're going to give you we're going to let you go to this baseball game. Um, but I was very uh, sort of insidiously racist about it.
2: Like <laughs> Classic. Me. Are we there? Yet.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Classic.
2: Um Well, that's awesome. That's so. Andy and I have been collectively in nothing. So this is true. It's infinity more than we've done.
0: I guess we just had Jason Nash on our last episode, and I'm going to be whatever that show becomes. I am in that. So if that becomes, oh,
2: congratulations!
0: It's going to be a feature on ComedyCentral.com. So it's like, is that a movie? If it's just online, it's a credit. I think it's some kind of credit. I got to act with Paul Sheer and Rob Corddry, so that's that's great. They're great. That sounds great. Super funny. And you're also you're an improviser as well. You teach improv, don't you? Yes, at UCB. I do. What levels do you teach? I teach
1: musical improv.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I didn't know a that was an specialty. option. Yeah,
1: it's, it's an elective. So you don't have to take it. And this is the... Like you do all the other improv classes.
0: And your, your salary is paid from the Wayne Brady Fellowship?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No.
0: No. Can you give us a little something little of the magic right now. Can you just what? give us a little jingle? Well, give I mean us uh, a song. A warm-
2: <laughs> I'm not going to shove it on you, no, Eliza. You no, no. <laughs> maybe uh, no. maybe at, if at the end of the podcast you feel loose you enough wrap and it all up. ready to do it. Uh-huh. You want to do like a recap of what we discussed in song that would be oh, Can we do that?
1: Uh, if I, I'll, I'll attempt it. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Yes. I don't want to promise things, if, guys. If
0: you want to... We can do that.
1: Okay. So, to explain
0: to explain the show to new listeners and to you, uh, we we have somewhat of a background in science, uh, Matt and Brooks and I. And so this is like a week and half-assed science news. Like we have some, we have a slight pedigree. Some more than others. Brooks's day job is actually science-related.
2: Yeah, I don't have a slight pedigree. Come on, an it's actual... still pretty
0: slight. It's still pretty. No, slight. No, it's not.
2: I graduated with a biomedical engineering degree and am currently a professional biomedical engineer. And by the way, so does did that you mean know... you're making a
1: better pig or what?
2: I'm making uh, better eyes.
1: Oh, that's even creepier. Yeah, yeah. that's it is great. creepier
0: Uh, it's terrifying did I tell you that one of our listeners actually did find the picture view on the promotional on the careers yeah but did they know who I was Oh, yeah. Is it we a friend said that I... on the last... No, I don't think so. Is that it a, a guy, friend of ours? He goes to Cornell. I don't know why he listens, but uh, he does. I'm glad that he does. And he found it, sent me the link, and I was like, here's your... I sent him a Bridgetown t I
2: didn't know that at all. That's- <laughs> I was keeping it
0: secret from you because I didn't want you to see that people can find it that easily.
2: No, well, I mean, there's not a lot of heart uh, companies out there, so it really does narrow that down if you're familiar. But anyway... So we That's know, we crazy. Always,
0: it's crazy. It is. Um, and thanks again for, for caring enough to search for Brooks and stuff. That's and really cool. Fans. Wow. Sometimes I'm like, why are we doing this? We don't. No one listens to this. And then people stuff like listen, that happens. People. And then I'm like, oh wow, well, people do this. In fact, we got this. a bunch of listeners. We're going to get to this episode. But before we do, Eliza, we always ask our guests, so do you have any any scientific background? Did you study science at all in school? Do you have any scientific inclinations? Is there anything about you that is Science driven.
1: Ah, um, uh, yeah, I like science a lot. Nice. Um, That's- I was real into it growing up.
2: You're officially our best guest we've ever had on here. Almost everyone, <laughs> like across the board, has been like, "Oh, guys, I'm the dumbest. I didn't know anything about science.
0: Yeah. This oh, is great." Well,
1: I mean, I might be proven to be the dumbest. But no, I'm but come out of the at least you're I'm into not. it. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Um, and most of the actual science burned off into a. Uh, a, a f- uh, big interest in science fiction. Oh. Um,
2: oh, we were just talking about the movie Aliens.
1: Yes, exactly. That
2: I am about to watch uh,
1: tonight. And which I love quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, when I was in college for like five seconds, I considered majoring in biology um, and then was like, oh, I, that, I would be terrible at that. So no, I won't do that. Um, but yeah, I'm a big science fiction fan. And nice. uh, my my uncle is a rocket scientist. So when I was a kid, I used to send him letters with my science questions. Oh, that's really walk. cool and, and he, sweet. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah,
0: where was he stationed? Where did he work?
1: Um, out here. He uh, now he. Lives, oh, where are
0: you from? I guess is it I'm from Virginia. Okay,
1: and so and that so explains my the racism. Family. Family. Earlier yeah, yeah in exactly. Here. That's why I'm super <laughs> racist against just everything. Uh, um, and so he moved out here and was working for NASA and then for some other company that was like contracted by them and I would ask my Mom, and she'd be like, We're not allowed to know. And I'd Ooh. be like, Oh, okay. I'd still ask him how the sun works, and she's yeah. like, That's okay. Yeah, I think that was my mom just being like bored with it. Your
2: mom's like, We're not allowed to know. And then you talk to him, he's like, It's fine. It's Boeing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you're, exactly. It's just my sister has no interest in my life.
1: <laughs> Which is kind of true now. Yeah, like since I've moved out here, I've seen him a few times, and y- you're right. Yeah. Basically, that is the way I that could it have went
2: told now. you it's, I'm not a double agent. <laughs> yeah. I'm an engineer.
0: Yeah, uh. my
1: mom is pretty dramatic. <laughs> so it sounded way cooler. That is uh,
0: cool. I had a buddy that worked on the uh, the Patriot missile, and he would tell us lots of stuff. I was like, "Are you allowed to be saying all this stuff?" But it's pretty cool what they could do with that. You know what the Patriot missile is? Uh, no, it became famous in the first Gulf War. It was it's a missile. It's a missile that takes out other missiles. Oh, cool. but it was kind of famous for being not that accurate at the time. But the oh. new ones they have are ridiculous. They can pick. They don't even have their own explosives on them. They're so accurate, they'll pick the missile out of the sky. You can
1: blindfold them, and they can still do exactly. it.
0: Exactly, and they'll make the missile that they're getting blow up with its own stuff. So all wow. it is is just a projectile, Ugh. but it goes like it's like a ninja. I'm just going to make up a number. It goes like thirty thousand miles an hour, something ridiculous. And they Spot went to go, on. I just checked. They went to go fire. They went <laughs> to go test them in uh, in like white planes wherever they do that. And they fired off eight of them, and seven of them hit the targets. Like. It's like basically. Well, that's firing. still an atomic yeah. bomb that's going to blow yeah. up something. No, no, no <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's amazing. None of them took out the scuds basically in the first Gulf War, but now they actually work. And what they're doing is basically, you're making a gun that can fire a bullet that will take out a bullet. If that's what it's doing, like right. it's a bullet that hits another bullet and makes that bullet blow up with its own bullet. It's really cool. It's the same, um, yeah. So it's, they're basically science. tiny. It's not rocket science. They're you guys. tiny Ironmen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Go
2: up and just stop it right out so, here.
0: So I'm I'm optimistic that this will be a good episode because you have an interest in science. That's more important than actually having a knowledge.
1: I love a science museum.
0: Nice. Oh, any
1: day of the week. Did you guys have a hands on science museum where oh, you lived? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, probably got Those all were... kinds of staff infections. Oh
2: nice! <laughs> yeah, that Vandeg- Put your hand in here. <laughs> the okay. generator yeah. is every just every
1: other child teaming. in town has already touched it. Now it's yeah. your yeah. turn.
2: A little Tommy Bartlett action—that's a Midwestern thing. You don't, don't know Tommy, no, Tommy Bartlett? Bartlett? It was uh, Tommy Bartlett's Robot World in the Wisconsin Dells was a place that you could go. Oh, and
0: uh, you—did you ever go to the Wisconsin Dells? Oh yeah, oh, to yeah. Noah's Ark, the water park. I—I um, I was really when I would have gone there, would have been like probably when I was. Four. Oh, that stinks. Five. Five. Poor you. Uh, Five. I guess it's more the stories that I've heard that make me know that I n- I've been there. Tommy, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway,
2: robots. Uh, Ro- robots. I am watching the aliens. I'm getting caught up right now on account of the movie Prometheus.
1: Yes, which I'm very excited oh, about. Looks it looks great. Awesome. Yeah. Looks awesome. really cool. Yeah, yeah, So
2: I was like, well, I've never seen Alien or Aliens. I got to see what I'm missing out on.
0: So. I-, I need to go look up some more. I want to go look up some 70s sci-fi, the, the sort of atmospheric stuff, you know, that was... Like, I, I love Moon. That's one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years.
1: So like 2001, that kind of stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more like that. Like I've never seen the original um, Solaris. Mm-hmm. and I've heard that's really good. It's that kind of... like I don't love sci-fi. I don't love you know your Star, your star Trek kind of sci-fi, but favorite, I like your heady sci-fi. Favorite sci-fi movie?
2: Eliza, what do you got?
1: It's probably Aliens.
2: Oh, exciting. I'm going to watch that tonight. Aliens.
1: And, yeah, Andy? yeah. Okay. I prefer it.
0: Yeah. Mine might actually be
1: Moon. That one really stuck okay. with me. I love that. Oh, that's the one uh, where unless, they're waiting for Eliza to come. What? That's the name. Oh, of that's the, the name of the wife?
0: That's right. Well, no, uh, no it's or, the name
1: of the uh, the the like rescue mission. It like for somehow okay. got named me. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And- I like.
2: Uh- empire strikes back that counts right no it doesn't count it doesn't count
1: well, i mean if, I, it, it, as much as aliens does i mean i feel like that's yeah it's sort of an adventure movie uh, set also, in space and aliens is like a uh, an action movie right. set in space
2: sidetrack i was so scared of aliens and scary movies <sighs> my entire life that that's why i've missed out on alien aliens all these movies just wow. now as of 25 years old, I'm like, I think I can handle him now.
1: Speaking of being scared of these things and these movies, I think I'm going to have to amend it. Might prefer The Fly to Aliens. Oh, wow. Oh, really? The Fly is. I've never seen it. Oh, uh, It's so great. It's crazy. It's, uh, you, it's Cronenberg. And, you must
0: be yeah. the only woman whose favorite movie is what? a Cronenberg movie. Or whose favorite no, sci-fi You now.
1: make a lot of assumptions I do, about because ladies. I've never
0: met a lady who likes Cronenberg movies. Usually.
2: So, so. Andy Where is, are you hanging
1: out? You're not hanging Andy, out at the lady sci-fi bars?
2: Well, usually he slapped our, our woman guest cosplay. by now. So this <laughs> yeah. is actually, he's doing great. Yeah,
1: There's a lot of
0: weirdness in the Cronenberg, uh, uh, what's the word, oeuvre, uh, oh, body yeah. of work. Oh, okay, yeah. well here, we'll go straight into the, our first science Actually, I want to say one oh, more thing. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I'm right. going to change it. If you can count Aliens and Empire Strikes Back, i might actually put District Nine in oh, there. Oh yeah, absolutely. That. That's, completely That's a great s- a movie. And definitely a great sci-fi. movie. Like the fact that it's kind of like ET in the sense that like it's almost like the director challenged himself to st- what's the ugliest creature that I can make you cry on behalf yeah. of? You know, how yeah. ugly can I make something that you would still care a lot about? I did uh, yeah. like District
1: Nine a bunch. I mean, those uh, pretend aliens deserved awards. They yeah, were such good little they, actors. Right.
0: Yeah, completely. Okay. Michael, I love that they had it was so I mean the parallels obviously were pretty on the nose with race stuff but like oh is that, that they what had, they were doing <laughs> <laughs> that they had such you know such Christian names like what was the main alien's name Michael Johnson or something I yeah. just
1: yeah. Okay. I like the little baby alien okay sorry uh, go ahead okay. no no
0: that's fine you guys move on sorry next. we can no we don't have to move on at all listeners I've, if you haven't watched if you haven't watched District 9 get on that it's great it's tweet great. at us
2: your favorite um al- your favorite sci-fi movie and we will mention it on the air <laughs> Do that. Snubbed
1: in the if 2009 Oscars? If we haven't Oscars. already, huh? What? There we go. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> um, it's probably everyone's. Fans. All right. So we're talking about all this sci-fi stuff. This is cool. You could win a trip to space. Literally. You, you may could. already have won. No, 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 no. It's not.
0: You like could win
2: house. a trip to space. You might already be a winner. While you're still yourself. alive. No, no, no. All you have to do is buy a ten dollars space poster from a startup called I Dream of Space. <laughs> I know what you guys are doing. You're saying I'm like going online right now to buy a poster. <laughs> No, but you're you're saying like I'm not talking about an are email like that you get. Are they sexy posters? No, no, it's a poster of space, um, and it's this
0: new it's startup just black. <laughs> it's just a piece of black paper. No, what
2: it is, it's the sun rising over the earth from space. So it's I very like thing. a blinding uh, space light.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that uh, firsthand. All right, I'll show Eliza just so our guests,
2: are I mean our, our listeners. Oh. oh, it's so beautiful. Um, yeah, so promising. When you can hear that, see it on your podcast, let us know. Um, but yeah. There's a a company is selling twenty five thousand posters at ten dollars a piece, the proceeds of which should and if you buy one of these posters, you have a one in twenty five thousand chance to get a two hundred thousand dollar ride on Virgin Galactic spaceship two. So we talked about this in earlier podcasts. It's uh, Virgin Galactic is a company that shuttles uh, the public. The yeah, rich public uh, two space technical space, which is a hundred miles above sea level. 100 kilometers. No, hundred kilometers, like sixty so miles. Uh, you go up, you fly up there. Then
0: you're in free floating, free. Uh, what you have? You're in free fall. You're you're orbiting. you so You have no gravity. Around. No, no, that's the, that's the misconception. There's tons of gravity. Okay, I'm sorry, but you're in an orbit,
2: so you're weightless. Okay, weightlessness for yes. about six minutes. Then you come back down to Earth, and it's two hundred thousand dollars. You could win that trip. By buying one of these posters. So, and it's a New Zealand company, and they're doing it like, so they're selling $25,000 posters at $10 a piece, so they'll make $250,000, and they'll blow uh 200,000 for this thing so they're going to make $50,000. The $50,000 just goes to like what koala adoption? Like what do what do you spend uh, they they 80.
1: got to make some money. Yeah, they are yeah,
2: yeah. trying to make money for their startup which it doesn't say what they do in here at all. I feel all. like
1: all the other rich people on that uh flight are going to be real pissed off to have to hang out with poster guy. Yeah. So exactly. he's like I just bought a $10 poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anybody else bring corn chips? Yeah. Like, "Oh, we hate that guy." I don't <laughs> go
2: on a poster at a, at a Spencer's <laughs> Gifts and uh
1: like the bag
0: is hard to open. <laughs> when it finally, does, it just explodes
1: everywhere. Yeah, it's just oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: They're on it with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Y'all we got have Cool Ranch everywhere, dude. Virgin Galactic has been brought up so much in this podcast. Yeah, I'm very excited for when their first flight does. happen. I'm very excited for when they for when they, they call us and ask <laughs> to be a sponsor of the. Oh, podcast. they should. They should absolutely. Eliza, how first. much? We've talked about this before. How much would you reasonably spend with your current money situation, monetary situation, to ride on one of these? Galactic spaceships to go up to technical space and free float for six minutes.
1: Do I have an opportunity to pitch to the other people while I'm on the flight because I've got some good movie ideas? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Best
2: networking idea
1: ever. (laughs) Right. Definitely a lot of. There's going to be
2: one producer guaranteed. Could be absolutely. There's only six people per flight.
1: And who doesn't want to get into the movies, especially once they got a whole lot of space money? We Um, open on a train running
0: out of control.
1: (laughs) Uh. Honestly, I really don't have a whole lot of money to blow on it. I would have to, I'd, I'd, I'd lay down the most, uh, three thousand. Oh about wow, that's, that's I said about what I said. Yeah, like,
2: you said yeah. about two thousand. I think I said fifteen hundred to two thousand.
0: No, I thought you said like ten or twenty thousand. I wouldn't I do ten or twenty thousand. Never.
2: To I'm not gonna okay. spend. No, I'm not gonna do. Ten or 20000 I just
0: 000. spent $250 on Roger Waters tickets, and I'm getting a little buyer's remorse. That was a, little, a lot of money. You that should. That was a good show. It was a you good
2: didn't show. see Pink Floyd. You saw Roger Waters. I've
0: seen the rest of Pink Floyd, so now, in total, I've oh, seen Pink Floyd. Now you can go so, back and do a little rearrange yes. in the brand. It's
1: like, uh, like eating pancakes, one ingredient at a time. <laughs> it's like I saw Wilco and then what? I saw the yeah. guy that
0: they kicked out and I got them all to sign first I got the guy that they, they kicked out to sign my copy of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot then I went to see Wilco and had them sign it but they were like pissed they had to sign something that their kicked out member had already signed were they really so like Jeff Tweedy put quotation marks around Jay Bennett's name rest in peace Jay Bennett too soon um, no. you,
1: this is very intense. You I, like love Wilco. I love Wilco. I love
0: Wilco. I love Wilco, but I love Jay Bennett, He's a great guitar I, was player. At, I feel
1: like you were like parent-trapping them. Yeah. I was just hoping, I actually like, said to them. Maybe they'll see his name and remember how much good times Well, they here's had. what happened.
0: It was more, this guy Leroy Bach, <laughs> who was the former keyboard player, um, as I handed it over, he kind of like, ugh, gave that. And I said, well, if it's any consolation, he didn't seem to have any bad blood when I asked him to sign it. Ooh. Like, he didn't, Oh, you you called him out. No, I just was like, he wasn't. You know, he was cool with. Because I mean, maybe the, if you were kicked out of a band, maybe you wouldn't want to sign that band's album. But he co-engineered. I think he co-produced it. He played on every track. He's a great Will multi-instrumentalist
2: Wilco is a band that, by every right, I should like. Oh, I of course, can't like Midwest them, roots. Yeah, you should. I Chicago? just I try to listen. I can't get on board with them. When I was living in Chicago, they played Lollapalooza opposite Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine all day long. You go. I picked those guys. (gasps) It was like 90,000 people at the Rage show and then like 15,000 at Wilco. Really? Yeah. But it was like when Rage was coming back like for the first time. So like everybody hadn't seen him in a, a good solid eight years.
0: I've just never been. I've never been angry enough to really get into angry music. I don't know. That's not good. Oh, like, I just—I really stuff like stuff. Hasn't been bad enough for me, I guess, that I really yeah. want to embrace the darkness in my music.
2: Well, uh, I spent I... a lot of time as a Mexican migrant worker, so <laughs> it really, it really connected, it. connected Speak to you. Yeah, with yeah. me. I
1: used to be a lot more into it. I was—I uh, was actually the hardcore director of my college radio station. Wow! And yeah, I was really into Ooh, what uh, college? James Madison University.
2: Which president was he?
1: Uh. Fourth?
2: You should know. I should. I don't know. And especially if it's four, that's like pretty <laughs> quick.
1: It's three or four. Yeah, it's the
2: third or fourth. It's well, third was Thomas Jefferson. So then
1: he was fourth. Okay, there we go. Wait, wait, wait.
2: Am oh yeah, yeah. I thought I was second was John Thomas. Adam. Je- oh, Adams right. is yeah. Jefferson. See? I'm sorry. Oh. We do the same
1: thing. Sorry, sorry. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I wasn't really into, like, straight-edge hardcore. And now I'm like, what? Really? I did that for, like, l- l- at my leisure time? I'd be like, time to relax like, with some of this snap case. What was your
0: favorite of those pants?
1: Um... Uh, I liked a band called Unbroken a lot. It's I think I've obscure. heard Unbroken. Was um,
0: that was that a band that was that was together during your time in college, or was that a, like I a think back? So in the I day? think they still were. I uh, I recognized uh,
2: Corey Taylor with his mask off at a trivia night a few weeks ago oh, with the
1: lead singer of Slipknot. I yeah. yeah. that. you knew that. Uh, it, I I was not a fan of theirs, but yeah, you knew that. Um, I I I yeah, and I I think I'm still into like more of the punk rock stuff. Like um, Avail. to the listener, she, I mean, she just recoiled ends. in yeah, embarrassment. embarrassment. Did recoil yeah, later. I'm like, Being why am punk. I talking about this? This is not science. No, no, it's fine. Fugazi, Avail, you know, I've got this Avail t shirt. Avail is a, a, a Richmond-based punk group, but they got really big. So Fugazi right. is like, know. like yeah. basically
2: Virginia, right? Washington exactly. D.C. Exactly.
1: So I have this Avail shirt, and I'll wear that around, and people in L.A. think that it's an acting. Oh. They think either it's an acting thing that I'm like, on a veil, which is... Or they think, um, it's a dating thing. Ah. Like, she's available. Both of which are equally really sad Just to ever horrible. put on a t-shirt yeah. to wear and that around. So much like, anyone wants actual... to hire or date me? That's the funniest <laughs> thing
2: ever. That's hilarious. I'm here, boys. I uh, My freshman year of college, I got really into Fugazi because I thought I should. <laughs> like, I thought... I was like,
1: they're easy to get into, really? I,
2: I still, when I hear them, I'm like, oh, I love, I know this song. I really like it. Um, but like... I. I forced it on myself Like I I took like A good 30 listens To like 13 songs Before I was like Okay now I like it
1: I did that with a lot of A lot of Krishna core You guys remember Krishna core You were all into that right The Hari Krishna hardcore bands Like Shelter and 108
0: Oh my god Is this Uh, This a genre that exists
1: Yes Yeah they do like Really hardcore versions Of Krishna chanting (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh! Is this DC based also? Because DC has so much weird. Yeah,
1: some of it was.
2: I uh, I'm reading this book right now. I was talking to Andy about it. I don't. I'm way behind. It's it's came out like in 2002, like uh, "Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs" by Chuck Klosterman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in it, he, I just, I, I, don't know. I, I'm, I'm liking it. It seems kind of vaguely sexist a lot, so I can understand if people don't like it. But um, in it, he says that when people say I like all music but country. It's like the worst thing ever because they're being boring and elitist at the same time, and I'm like, that's so. I hate anybody who says that. I'm like,
0: oh, I don't that's, like you. Yeah. That's April Richardson has that exact joke, which it's is so whenever People will say, I like everything except for country and rap. It's like, oh, basically you're saying I I'm like white, everything white except music made by poor people. Like I like everything but music made by poor oh, people. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Actually, my girlfriend Chelsea was just just
2: said like, well, I kind of say it, but I don't like rap either. I go, so just say you like rock music. You like rock music, Right,
1: though. yeah. I feel like a lot of people say that also with about pop. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, God, what's the guy's... Now I'm totally blanking. He wrote, uh, like, a boy... Uh, Andre 3000. Oh, um,
0: I know, um Hornby, Nick Hornby. Yeah,
1: Nicholas Hornby wrote a song, uh, wrote a, a book called Songbook, where he's t- talking about all of his favorite pop songs, and he does this big forward at the beginning that's like, yeah... I like pop songs, and I think there's they're popular for a reason. All right, like right. good classical music and stuff that was popular in its day. Exactly. That was pop music. So let's not say that this is to, that it's like shitty and throwaway. No, and
2: it's stuff. shitty and throwaway. I
1: love pop, <laughs> pop
2: music. Yeah, I love current I, pop I, music I, is shitty and throwaway. Well, oh,
0: here's what I would say: I love the genre of pop, which now does not really mean popular, but is like a style of music. You know, it so, is popular though. No, but no, I'm saying I love pop as in like I love Sloan, I love Jason Faulkner. These aren't, I loved Jellyfish. Those, like Power Pop, I guess, like Cheap Trick. Like those bands were, uh, Cheap Trick was huge for a while, but like pop as a genre, meaning like the songwriting is of a certain style and the guitars are a certain way, which doesn't, isn't what's popular. So I say right. I like pop, but I don't mean, I don't like what's on the radio right now. But my taste yeah. is very easily discernible. Right. And it is sort of white bread, but it's, it's a certain, it's it's pop it's pop but it's not popular. I it's feel the like, genre. Does
2: it make sense? I'm, I'm repeating yeah, myself yeah. too many times. It's, it's, I cut off Eliza. I'm you're sa- you're talking about that pop thing, and then I cut you off by saying pop is bad. No, but no, were you just with me at
1: the end of what I was saying. Oh, okay. That's all.
2: So do you like pop music?
1: I do. I mean, I don't have. I honestly, as uh, Andy was talking, I don't really enjoy most of what's on like top forty radio right, right yeah. now. Um, but I certainly. Have like do like a lot of pop music, especially in the past, and a lot of stuff that people would consider right. poppy.
2: I ha- see. I have no problem if you hate music, but just like. Hate for a reason Just don't vaguely Just don't be like I don't like it because it's country No, I
0: have a reason Or be self-aware In your In your In your description Of your own tastes Like I don't I'm old enough now That I don't even say Oh, I like all kinds of music Because I know that's not true You know Like I know it's not I know what I
2: like I hate so much music I'm like a huge Like I, I used to work With this dude Who was in a band And like he hate at me because I don't know how to play any instruments, but I was like, I like this type of guitar and like this shit. And he's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about at all. And I'm like, well, I hate your music. (laughs) (laughs) I know what I hate. Yeah. And then what I hate, I hate a lot, but exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. If you hate something, just be passionate about it.
0: If you hate this podcast, feel free to write into us and tell us what we're doing <laughs> wrong. Because we actually, this leads in nicely to uh, a couple emails we got from an actual scientist who listens to this and Yay. had had answers to some things we were wondering about. Uh, have you ever wondered why you can't use a, a cell phone on an airplane? Yeah, because it seems like I mean, if, if it was I that dangerous, just... they wouldn't let you have it on in the first. They wouldn't let yeah. you bring it with you, in it,
1: the first or they place, wouldn't, right? and they wouldn't let you lo- use it like later on. Or you mean like make calls and everything? Because you yeah. can
0: use your. Right, but like the whole, or you, but you can't have like even during takeoff anything
1: during takeoff. Yeah, which is which is bullshit. Like I, I never, always kind of thought that it was so that if anything went wrong, they you you would be aware and not distracted.
0: Uh, maybe that's what it is, but I've heard about charter planes where like I've heard like pro basketball players talk about how like yeah, well they don't have to shut their shit down when they're taking off.
2: Yeah, on yeah. Mean, their I don't shut mine plane. down. Yeah, I don't either. But, uh, favorite. So, hold and, on. Favorite mode of mass transportation. Ooh. What, Eliza, what do you got? Mass well, transportation.
1: Now I'm thinking planes, but... Well,
2: it could be planes. That totally makes sense. <sighs> Best, that's the Well, it depends quickest.
1: on... What, I feel like it really depends on where you're going. I like a train a lot.
0: I'm going train. But I was going to go train, too. But if
1: it's a really long thing, then I'd rather just go ahead and get there.
0: Yeah, if I see are If the accommodations are equal, as in like in, once you're inside of it, uh, the, the seats are the same size, the same comfortness, comfort level, so all else being equal... Uh, I'll go train, I think. I, I'm going to go So a six-hour
1: train. train ride or a one-hour flight, you'd pick the well, train Well, no, no, no. That's de- the thing. Yeah, Comparing de- equal de- amounts of dependent. time
0: on it, not de- oh. equal
1: distances. Well, yeah. Equal amounts of time, sure. Yeah. So six-hour flight
2: Absolutely. or six-hour train Okay. Here's, here's the reason. My girlfriend and I are planning a trip to Europe. Neither of us have really been. Well, she has a couple of times. I have never been. Uh, but she's like, well, let's just train it because we want to go to Italy um, Germany and France. And she's like, let's... I'm like, I'm like, let's train it. And she's like, well, let's plane it. If it's an extra $100, bucks, it will save us the time. And I'm like, yeah, but I think train will be cool.
1: Yeah. then you yeah. get to, like, see the countryside see shit, passing. Yeah. Here's hey, where that motorcycle doesn't motorcycle it, right? Right, yeah.
0: guys? <laughs> Motorcycle. I made the mistake of taking... There are some great buses in some countries. Like, sometimes you get some... Like, in Peru, there are buses where the lower section is first-class bus seats, which is an extra, like, $5, but it <laughs> re- reclines almost fully... And also, Valium is sold over the counter in Peru, so you just pop a Valium, do an overnight bus ride in the first class for ten bucks, and then like, boom, suddenly it's eight hours later. You don't even know what happened. You were just asleep, watching whatever shitty, you know, subtitled movies. Um, but then I made this mistake of doing that, coming back from the city that's near Machu Picchu, which is at elevation, mm-hmm. and it was the worst transportation experience of my life. It was this really windy road coming down from the mountains in near Cusco down to Lima. And it was it was three hours. Oh, it was probably more than that. It was a long ass bus ride, but just constant switchbacks, overnight switchbacks, and you can't even see out the window that well. So you have no way of orienting yourself. It's just I don't get motion sickness, but you're just being thrown back and forth. But, it was the worst yeah, the, idea. The
1: human body has no n- no fighting chance. No, no, I um I think the worst my worst traveling experience like was in uh, Poland. The trains in Poland part. Oh, don't get
2: me started on those trains in really? Poland. Really? Really? You've
1: been there too? Screen oh, doors no, no, no. on
2: those trains. Uh, um, they're, like, they're, the, the,
1: they're the worst. They have like really short just doing seats.
2: Doing a Holocaust joke is very mean.
1: Oh, oh right, yeah. right. Yeah, no, I did I did go to Krakow. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> and I met, I met these dudes in Krakow,
1: these three uh, uh, American brothers who were like, they're doing work for their dad. And they were, they were like, yeah, we're, we're going to Auschwitz tomorrow. Hey, is there a... You guys know if there's a hard rock here? Is there a Hard Rock around here? Dang, like, yeah, Louise. no, they don't. They didn't. They didn't put a Hard Rock <laughs> Cafe here. Sorry, you guys can't get T-shirts. Um, hard
2: Rock. Auschwitz yeah.
1: yeah
0: like a holocaust themed yeah.
2: restaurant are you, oh, No, you I'm yeah, thinking no. just like genuine a real hard rock cafe that's it's like not that.
0: an easy rock yeah. I'm just thinking a restaurant Ugh. that only serves ribs that's what I'm
1: oh, thinking okay wow. that's wow. oh my gosh wow sorry
2: yeah that's not fun
1: well and the end of my story was the trains there are very uncomfortable and weird
2: <laughs> yeah just like Andy's joke
1: <laughs>
0: uncomfortable,
1: was
2: uncomfortable and, was and weird preceded them though perhaps like, uh, yeah
0: you, yeah I guess they've gotten better, better in the last few years all right, let's yeah. find out why you can't turn it. on. A- okay, a- so anyhow, so oh, yeah, a li- yeah. listener Jonathan White, uh, I hope it's okay, I'm using his full name, he's an avionics system oh, systems designer. Maybe not. Which is awesome. We have listeners that actually do, I don't know why if you were an actual scientist you would listen to this because you'd be punching your iPod all the time at, at our half-assed <laughs> attempts at explaining things. But um, he said, Cell phones and signal-carrying devices have very little effect on aircraft avionics. We specifically test all avionics we design to ensure that they do not interfere. However, very little is not the same as no effect And the aircraft industry is very slow and very stubborn to change. So when you put 100 lives in a pregnant Pepsi Pepsi can and then send it as fast as you can through the air, you'll find very few people willing to take the slightest risk on it. And his company has personally tested the effect, and they came to the conclusion that in certain rare circumstances, the radio signals could be observed in the cockpit. So these cases were rare and usually required some sort of situation that was a million-to-one chance and required faulty installations. Unfortunately, a million-to-one chances happen nine times out of ten. Excuse me. Uh, both Boeing and NASA have studied and tested the effects and concluded that most of this is smoke without fire. And he showed a link to um, a Wikipedia article well, about mobile phones. What was and his name? Jonathan White. But there's more so, to this. Okay, said, no. So
2: Jonathan White says don't turn your phones well, no. off.
0: He said there is a slight risk of that, and so a slight risk. Don't worry about it, guys. John White says there's cool. more than zero risk. But he said, uh, and I've heard, I forgot that I had heard this before when we were talking about it. Um, one caveat is when it comes to cell phone use in aircraft. Uh, a cell phone used in the ground generally only connects to one tower, and if you then take that phone and place it 1,500 feet in the air, 15,000 feet in the air, that same cell phone lights up almost every tower it sees. So with the way trunking and channeling works in cellular phone systems, that could cause major issues. Um, so basically that's like almost more of an inconvenience to the cell phone industry because it would be taxing – because you'd be equidistant from so many towers when you're up oh, in the sky. Right, yeah. So it would constantly be jumping between them. So you wouldn't get a, I guess, because you wouldn't get a good signal, and it'd be taxing on the system. But that wouldn't affect the plane. That's just a pain in the ass. They're the in cell phone So he said, uh, with the way society works, if they allow cell phone use on aircraft on the basis that there's virtually no chance an incident will occur, virtually no chance is not zero percent chance. So a million flights could happen without a problem. But as soon as one. Does you know the, the news will be all over it? So it's 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 a slight, slight, slight risk. Okay, eh, that's awesome. So, anyway. Well, thanks, J.W. Thank you, Jay White, yeah. for the info. I'm glad um, people
1: can't talk on their phones. On that, that is that would the be real problem. Wildly annoying. That, that would, would
2: be terrible. Awful. So. Eliza, do you turn your phone off? Do you I, go airplane mode? I
1: uh, I do go airplane mode but only because it'll save the battery. Oh,
2: That's nice. p- the Yeah, cuz yeah. you're not going it, to it's not going to connect anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Who even turns off there? I mean, you press the button on top, but that's just like sleep mode. No one even turns I'll off. I'll take out phone a like
2: earbud. Two. One. Yeah. And then I'll be like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still
0: playing the other one they can't see yeah, yeah, if you're yeah, exactly. on
2: the aisle you're I, on.
1: The, I, yeah, I yeah, I used to uh like when I had longer hair, I would just put it under the hair, Dude, and put I, up, they can't even see it, like, know, it was, under my, my sweatshirt. The s-
2: stupidest thing I used to do, I used to go to class in college when I had really long hair, like, down to my back, and uh, I would snake earbuds through my shirt and listen to <laughs> music. Earbud, to- uh, golden receiver? Your uh, <laughs> Earbuds. And I would just listen to music while I was sitting in class. And why the fuck am I even going to that class?
1: Boy, you put one over on those people that you paid thousands of yeah. dollars what to. What am <laughs> I doing? Like, Who's why am I in here? that
2: class? Well, I yeah. don't need to be there. Like, they're not taking... I think I would just go for the uh, potential of a pop quiz.
0: <laughs> it is funny to like pay for something where – like I just joined a gym that has some group exercise stuff. And uh, if if you arrive late, you have to do burpees, which are like jumping yeah. jacks and push-ups for the number of minutes you are late. And I'm like, but everyone's here about – it's just a funny thing because like if you're, if you're ten, running 10 minutes late, you can just decide – I don't want to do 10 of those and go home like yeah. this, Like they won't know that you weren't even there. Like there should be even more punishment for every day. You weren't even there. Like you weren't even here for a week. You got to do 200 of these.
1: Why are those things
0: called burpees? It's the worst name. Yeah. Why they're called burpees. I've never heard of them.
1: You, you, you have to stand up and then jump down and do a push up and then jump back up. And then jump Oh, back I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now. You do we a push up, up down,
2: jump up and do a jumping See, jump. That, up that name
1: makes sense to <laughs> me. Sense.
2: Okay. In, let's say it's eighth grade. You guys are going to PE class. Oh, e I don't class. know. I skipped
1: eighth grade, Ooh. so can we make did it? Did you a... really? Oh, I did. Oh. did you really? I did. Isn't that horrible? Uh, it just means uh, you're a nerd. I took yep. basic calculus yeah. as yeah. junior. Remember what I said no then? big <laughs> deal. Uh,
2: okay, let me just fix it so we all can agree. Seventh grade, you show up at PE. What are you hoping that they're playing that day? What could you like dominate? <laughs> that you're like, this is my game.
1: <laughs> I was so this delusional. This is my game basketball. Really? Yeah, except I went to an I went to an inner city school in Richmond, Virginia. I was definitely the only white person in my gym class. And I was like, this is my game. I got this. I I was like real small, real chubby. I was the kind of kid who wore like a lot of oversized far uh, far side t-shirts, <laughs> stuff like that. But I was like when it comes to basketball, I got it. Oh, that's funny. I, I must have been so pathetic to watch. I'm sure my gym teachers were like, what the fuck wow. is she doing? All
2: right. Andy, what what's your gym? I think
0: uh, e. bombardment, which was a variant on... Uh, there's dodgeball, without, because when I was growing up, they were already getting to the point you couldn't have dodgeball, you couldn't throw balls at people. Isn't bombardment like you throw it at a... At a trying to knock over a cone or something? This sounds
2: like a game very specific to your school. Bombardment? Yeah. Never heard of that? No, never heard I've of never bombardment. Heard of or maybe
0: that. it is like dodgeball. Maybe you do have to hit the people and then you... Uh, but I think someone can run across – I think it has elements of capture the flag and dodgeball and
1: uh, – Some sort of war game with balls. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I don't so know. you're good at like, – Because
0: I wasn't good – no traditional sports was I ever good at. Like oh, My okay. parents made us all – my brothers and me, they made us all do – try every sport and I was just atrocious at You're all. good at swimming though. You're really good at swimming. Well, no, that's the thing is it's not really a sport as much as you might not know about swimming. But I'm just count. saying that you're good at swimming. But I, that was because I, I failed at all of the traditional – skill based team based. Well, it's swimming. You're just
1: doing one thing and you repeat exactly. doing that. You that don't was have to my, like I that was the first sport that, that I chose. Right.
0: right. So like my parents my, my dad was like a big he was a uh, state champion football team wrestler track shot put like So you're a failure. Exactly. Exactly. There we go. So you know they would have us try I had to try hockey, baseball, basketball, soccer, swimming, diving, name a sport. I don't know.
2: Well, you just named a few sports, and then tennis. for some reason, swimming and diving were included.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't even like those. But then, like when high school came, did they have I, I that heard... in your
1: schools? They had swimming.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was, um, so Michigan's a pretty big swimming and water polo state. For some yeah. reason, my girlfriend so, and I get the... in arguments a lot. She was good at swimming. Like I, I would
2: never like I placed like eighth in the state in wrestling, and she got like. St- third or fourth in the state in swimming and she's like I was a better athlete and I'm like there's way more wrestlers it's this a big it's a big dumb Iowa, argument that I'm
1: we have f- no, we what? did not have swimming in my schools
0: in Virginia because all my like Northern Virginia is a huge Yankee swimming. swimming oh, like yeah. Curl Burke is this program up in Northern well, Virginia probably, that's
1: yeah I mean and, and maybe the, the school's closer to the Did water also. There was like not none even. in no, Iowa. It's not, it's not related to that. I think it has Nobody... to be a big
2: school. If you go to a big school, yeah. more than like fifteen hundred kids.
0: No, it's not even that. Like there's just regions of the country. Like Ohio has all these prep schools that are big swimming schools. Northern Virginia does. Like the 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 we Boston just, area, and then Southern California. All
1: right. Just basketball, football, really, and yeah. baseball. I, so, I played softball in high school. But
0: I was going to say I chose swimming only because I heard from a friend that you could. Uh, two things: you could get a letter, no matter how shitty you were, because I was like, for some reason, the letter jacket as a freshman in high school was like, I'm not that status obsessed now, but like, I had to get a letter jacket to like prove my worth in high school, and I was like, oh, everyone that something gets a letter, so I was like, I'll try that, and then also you get to take a day off school for the conference meet. Oh, okay. So I was like, I'll do that, and you can't fail; like, all you can do is swim slowly. You can't drop the ball and embarrass yourself. Yeah, that's ball.
2: true. That's another thing in that Chuck Klosterman book is he talks about his distaste for soccer. Um, Which I don't want to alienate our soccer fans, but he made a valid point of like when you're a kid and you have to do a sport uh, in baseball, you're going to get struck out for if you're bad at sports in baseball, you're going to get struck out four times a game in basketball. You might get fouled. You're going to have to do free throws. We're going to airball it twice Uh, in football. You're going to be hurt by the kids who bully you. Then Mm -hmm. that's going to be okay for them. Soccer is like the one sport where if you play strategic, you can look like you're playing, but never touch the ball.
0: Oh, yeah, so like his true. thing is like
2: soccer is where <laughs> kids go to blend in who don't like sports. Yeah. Um, and like
0: running around. Yeah.
2: Well, you no, know, I mean like, and then he says when you can quit sports and it's okay, like in 10th grade, that's when everybody, cause that was his thing on when everyone's like, there's so many youth soccer programs out there. Soccer's going to be the sport of the future in America. Nope. And he's like, no, because most majority of kids playing soccer will quit sports uh, in high school. Yeah.
1: It's just the okay kids are playing that. Yeah.
0: Right. What do you guys think about? I had to keep it more off science, but um, what do you think about Ultimate? You ever play that? I like Ultimate Frisbee a whole bunch. Yeah, Me too. We play yeah. Camp. Like I'm usually against. Uh, on paper, I should be against that sport because of the people that play it, but <laughs> like it's a really well designed sport because it's simple to play. Everybody is constantly like it's a great workout.
1: And if if you forget your hacky sack, somebody's got to. Oh, there we Frisbee. go. Frisbee. So I'm it's, like it's self policing. I'm a way
2: bigger, way bigger disc golf person. That's my favorite. But that's sport. a different. That's not really so like you, are an you exercise like ha- trying to hit a point? Yeah, it's where you throw frisbees into a basket. <laughs> it's. Awesome! You just walk around. It's like golfing. You can carry beer. In the and sense listen that it's not about
0: the thing you're doing. It's just an excuse to
1: it's be outside. Just
2: hanging out with your friends, drinking beer, throwing yeah. frisbee.
1: Yeah. Sure. Gosh, I didn't, I can't do those. My favorite PE I I game. Hate, uh, bowling. Oh, really? Ugh.
0: I
2: don't like bowling either. But whoa, I think whoa, it's whoa, an whoa. environment of where you grew up. I what? hate it because my, that's my the people, only thing available in
0: Iowa. My people own a, own a bowling center back in Michigan, so I'm going to take really? umbrage at this. What, what's wrong with bowling? It's
1: just so boring. When I when I was growing up, I mean, it's not big in Virginia, but it was the sort of thing where you. you it was always, are, "Do you want to go roller skating or do you want to go bowling?" And I always wanted to go roller skating, so if I was ever bowling, <laughs> I wasn't roller skating, so I was like, "This sucks." I I could
2: be this. for sucks us too. it was, "Do you want to go bowling or do you want to go bowling?" <laughs> so that's
0: why I hate yeah. bowling. Yeah. Uh, you learn math before they had all the automatic tallying machines, you know, you practice. Of, but
1: it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's like when do the x's come I like in? bowling I mean, now
2: just because you drink a lot.
1: Yeah, see and that now I'm I find that I, I get bored and antsy and then I don't care at all about the actual bowling either, so I'll be like, There you go, threw a ball. Okay, come right. on. Yeah. Who's next? Who's next? I just want to get back
0: to my nachos. <laughs> right. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're socializing and suddenly it's a nuisance you have to like oh, I guess I'm up. Okay, let's get rid of yeah. this. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: All right. Um, what do you have? Who, okay, who, who, wait, my favorite P E game was oh, this yes. game called oh. Matt Ball.
2: <laughs> uh, really <laughs> long fun.
0: digression on my part I'm
2: sorry. oh no mat ball is just a game where they would take like the uh, the mats that you would like that AC Slater wrestled on and saved by the bell those like,
1: specific mats
2: well like basic not <laughs> real wrestling mats but okay. like um, they'd fold out like you could like stack them up and they would be like fences for a different game but then you could lay them down anyway matball ball that was a base and uh, you had to run around the gym twice and I spent first through eighth grade trying to get a home run never had been done in West Delaware High School, <laughs> every time I kicked the ball in Matt ball, went for a home run, no matter what, eight years, never made it.
1: Wow. See, Real devastating. But you kept it up. Yeah. That's how you got to live your life, You, you were like pre-Fontaine. Always kick for a home you run. like pre. He knew yeah, going yeah. out fast was Even probably going to lose in the race. not mean anything to
2: anyone. No, it doesn't mean anything <laughs> to anyone. It's not like now they'd be in like, one time in history. <laughs> We've all heard child. the tale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Real dumb, uh, but I loved anytime Matt Ball came out. I, I would, I would like be like, "Today's the day, today is the day." God, New yeah. basically
1: any Matt day ball. where you didn't walk in and see the rope. Oh happy. yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Really, you had oh, the rope? God, so much? I hated the rope. The rope was the worst.
0: I just can't believe it was even legal to have kids.
1: It's that so high dangerous. Up in the air. We're like
0: four years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, do we have another listener mail? Oh, we actually the same listener wrote us twice because the same episode had a couple. Well, I mean, this is kind of something that I'm going to I'm going to argue with because I like to argue Um, when we were talking about that super moon that happened a few weeks back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we said the reason that you perceive the moon to be larger at the horizon is you have something to compare it to. He was saying it's not really that he I'll read what he said. Then I'll give you my response to it because I think he was kind of rewording what we were saying. But I see his point. I sounded like a pretentious asshole right after that podcast because
2: I was an accent. No, I was at a party. And, uh, somebody was like, I think there's like a bigger moon today. And I was like, well, actually I went dove into the facts, like really <laughs> yeah. hard into the facts. Did and you call big... it
0: perigree? Cause that's not going yeah, to, Yeah, I cost. was like, it's
2: a perigee moon and, uh, like middle of this party, a bunch of people. And then like, I finished this whole spiel and then somebody goes, you're a real asshole, Brooks. <laughs> like they're like they're like take it easy, you fucking nerd. And I was like, "Oh, man, I Sounds like you got cool friends." No, it just went off in this whole spiel like really scientific cuz we just talked about it. And then they're like, "All right, you're smart. Shut up." Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, I it sound just like high school."
0: Aww. So anyhow, so Jonathan White again, the avionics expert wrote to us to say uh, he was listening to that podcast and uh, we mentioned the moon looks bigger than the horizon because you have something to compare it to, but that's not correct. Otherwise, it would also look bigger in the middle of big cities with skyscrapers while looking up. And that is not the case. Um, before we even get any farther, I would argue that's because those skyscrapers aren't very far away where by, your brain is already compensating for the distance, knowing how big they are. And the moon, like if you're in, the sky, you're in a city looking up, the moon is not going to be as big as these giant skyscrapers near you. But once it's farther away, those I'm of it like are, I'm thinking
2: of like an individual tree on a ridge. And right, you see the moon, exactly. that's the same size as the tree, and you're like, that looks huge, that tree is huge. And I know that's even farther away. And then later, it's up in the sky, and you're like, oh, it doesn't look as big as that tree now, that's how I see it.
0: Right, mind. and those buildings are bigger when they're near you, so it would look smaller in comparison. But anyway, but his point was there's this actual optical illusion where we perceive, the human eye perceives the, the sky to be this this semicircle that is you know this hemisphere that is the sky to be a shallow bowl not the actual height that it is so we kind of perceive the the roof if you will of the sky to be closer to us than the edges of the horizon and that's kind of the reason for it like he just said let's see the exact wording he said um oh, yeah, our yeah. brain believes the top of the sky is much closer than both horizons when asked about the shape of the night sky most people will talk about a dome with stars placed on them when in fact, most people actually perceive the horizons as further away than what would be the canopy of the sky.
2: How far away can you see on the Earth? Mm-hmm. What is it like? Thirty miles, like into the horizon?
0: Like
1: how far can I, I, I see? Or uh,
2: no, I'm saying like in I'm general, good. if you no. stare into the ocean, uh, when it, like how they knew that the Earth was round before they could like actually do um, scientific expo- like um, like uh, tests on it is they would see ships. The ships would slowly disappear and then you would just see the top of the mast like the ships would sink into the horizon and that's when like i think the earth is round because if it was flat you should theoretically see see the ship forever yeah or just get smaller until it falls off the end right exactly so like how far away i'm thinking into the horizon do you see before the curvature of the earth cuts you off i'm gonna look that up right now
0: look it up I think it's like I think you're in the right range. You said thirty miles. That's probably about. Right.
2: I just know Catalina is twenty six miles away, and I can see that really well. But from But that's
0: a, got the beach. some height to it. It's a huge. It's a big see, mountain. Yeah, yeah. I, you could see it even farther than that.
2: And we agree that space is a hundred kilometers straight up.
0: Well, that's just like a man-made sixty miles. That's a man-made distinction. We just decide it's at a hundred kilometers. Been, everything's man-made, you guys. Mm. Really, when it's you're eating natural foods, like what's well, not natural? Everything's eventually. Uh, okay, so anyhow, Jonathan says um, since the distance between us and where we think the top of the bowl is, and us and the horizon is so different, our brain thinks that when the moon is on the horizon, it's farther away. And obviously, it's it's on you know the, the size of the image it's projecting your retina is the same no matter where it is. But if you're perceiving it as being farther away, that means you're taking that into account and then assuming that that thing is bigger, which is really another way of saying you have these things whose size you do understand near it to compare it to that are, I, I still argue it's a different way of saying the same thing because if you had this hundred foot tall building right, right near you and they're looking at the moon and the moon is nowhere near as big as that, but that same hundred foot building on the horizon. suddenly the moon is as large as that. So, you know, like Jesus, that's even bigger than that. And even farther away, um, just only because of the perspective of the, 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 the changing relative size of that other object as it gets farther away from you. I mean, uh, whatever I get, it is an interesting point that, you do have this perception that the, the bowl of the sky is shallow and the top is kind of closer to you than the edges. That's-
2: I'm going to start doing a thing where I openly say when I'm bored. Ha! <laughs> and that's now.
0: Okay. well, That was like, I'm, I'm, then we get like, what is going on? I feel like he wrote us super long emails, so we owe it to him to spend No, some time. no, no. <laughs> I totally agree with that, but I'm saying this Jonathan, long thing. Jonathan, for the record, I didn't say you're boring, so please don't stop I'm listening. I'm not saying Brooks you're boring. Said- I'm
2: saying that that explanation was, I feel... Longer than it needs to be. I agree with what you're saying. We're on the same page.
0: I. Well, this. How about this? This will. This should recover things because it's a pretty quick email from a listener who just wrote in as we were doing the show. Well, hold on. I got. I have the. Uh, how far can you
2: see? Um. So a person with eyes. A person with. Six- person
0: with eyes?
1: Okay. All right. Okay. So well, we're narrowing, narrowing it down. down. Actually, Jinxies. no. It actually
2: says a person with eyes six feet off the ground. Fuck you guys. Okay. <laughs> I was reading. No. Oh, uh, my let's eyes see, can't get per- that far. Oh yeah. No. So if you're six six feet tall, approximately, you, you can see three miles out into the ocean. Um, but that, like, uh, if you're if you're on top of the Bank of China building, which is a thousand feet tall, you can see forty miles out into the ocean. So that explains why you can see tall things further out. But like,
0: why is Bank of China the go-to tall thing?
2: I don't know. It's just on here. Listen, I can see. Is that a nautical unit? Like I can see. How many see, Bank of China's high are you? I can see Catalina from Huntington Beach. That's I can see 30 Carolina miles away. From <laughs> <Beach>. <laughs> Let's do it now we're <laughs> we The moon Beautiful
0: is not as far away as you think it is, uh, or it's even farther. Okay,
1: next. <laughs> all right, hold on. Let me do. Uh, wait, before
0: we I do anything wait, else, to, we'll wait. get through all of the listener mails <laughs> in one fell swoop. This is really quick. We mentioned on the live podcast with Eddie Ift, without Pluto, what's the new handy mnemonic device to use to remember the eight planets without the ninth one? And uh, Casey Broughton, I assume that's how you pronounce it, wrote to send this uh, XKCD comic strip that had some possible um, alternatives, including, this one's pretty good, Mary's virgin explanation made Joseph think upstairs neighbor.
1: Oh, yeah, that's real snappy. (laughs)
0: That's
1: good. (laughs)
0: I like that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. What? I'm on board. Oh come on! It's you, you get it that? right. I yeah, mean, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. But what's not to like about that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I'm, you're gonna forget some wording. It's an awkward way to word it. See, my very my very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. That's an easy way to say that. You know, hmm. my
0: very easy method just set up nine planets. Okay. I um. I Wait, what never was the EA for yours again? Was it Ernest? Educated. Educated. I've heard Ernest for some reason. I don't know why that would be. A pizza serving mother is pretty earnest. Like, why would she? If she's educated. would she yeah, give you better
1: food than pizza? Uh, just like a lot of eye contact while she sets down the pizza.
0: <laughs> oh, the earnestness. Yeah, with education, she would know enough about nutrition to know, like, nine pizzas is way too many. I think
1: it's all in defense of pizza. I think that's the underlying <laughs> yeah. message of it. Like, it's, hey, I you say what you want about pizzas, but my very educated mother just served right. us nine of them. Brought so. to you by the
0: Pizza Council. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like Sam Shepard for some reason is doing the voiceover for. Wait, which one is the mustache guy? Which one's
1: Sam the... Shepard?
0: Sam, Sam Shepard. Okay. I always confuse it with Sam. No, Neal.
1: no, Sam Elliott. Sam, Sam Elliott. Shepard is the playwright. playwright.
0: I always confuse Sam Neill, Sam Shepard, and Sam Elliott. Damn it! There's yes. no give me a mnemonic device.
1: You for guys, I'm on a science Sam's. podcast.
2: I'm thinking Alan Shepard over here, the astronaut. No, no, no. I
0: can't keep my Sam straight. <laughs> I'm thinking
1: Sam Alan Shepard over here. Sam Neill.
0: Sam Neill is Jurassic Park in the Mouth of Madness. Right. Sam Shepard is a playwright. Sam yes. Elliott is the mustache. A
1: playwright who was also in Steel Magnolias. Okay.
0: Favorite playwright? Let's go.
2: Eliza.
1: Uh um Tom Stoppard.
2: Who? What did he make? I don't know.
1: Um he uh, oh God no I'm... Caught in Your Lies. No no no. Uh, um... <laughs> God, I'm blanking like out. He's of making on on a playwright. Yeah. <laughs> all of the on all of the, uh, the the I'm blanking out on all the names of it. Gay, yeah, you got the computer. Google it.
2: Oh, it's he's your favorite yeah. playwright. You Google
1: I'm forgetting it all in all the your brain, brain. Proof of favor, you
0: Miss Skinner.
1: Uh, um, all right. It's the the there was the one about the the guys in at Oxford who were in love. Uh, there was the of one Circle about so, actually right. you'd you'd like this one. Um, I'll look him the, up. What, what, yeah, what, what the, was his name? Tom Stoppard. Okay, it's real good stuff, guys.
2: Arcadia.
1: With A, that that's the one you would like.
2: Arcadia. Okay.
1: Yeah, he gets really sciencey. Um, Oh, and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Did he
2: write Joan of Arcadia?
0: Is that why I like him so much? No,
1: no, no. But he likes to mix up math and science in his uh, um, drama.
0: Does he play in Arcadia Fire? Because those guys are great.
1: Yes, Um, he does. does.
2: Uh, My favorite, Tennessee Williams, Mm -hmm. on account of him being the only one I know.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah? What's your favorite Tennessee Williams?
2: Glass Menagerie. See how quickly I came back with that one?
1: (laughs) What's that one about?
2: It's about it's about gentlemen callers and a woman who is so scared that she doesn't know, how, like she can't go out into the real world. And then people come over and she freaks out and just takes care of these glass animals.
0: Approved. I think someone gets the vapors in that play. Is that correct? That's totally yes. correct. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody uh, should. I
2: took an acting class in college, and it was with it, and Tennessee Williams went to the University of Iowa, so oh. we did. uh it's a big writer's school,
0: isn't it? It's the Glass big Resume. Big yeah.
2: It's program. like a top um, uh, writer's workshop is in Iowa City, like right. a number one or two in uh, the United States. What about you,
0: Andy? I mean, I don't know much about plays, but Death of a Salesman's pretty good. I'll go Arthur Miller. He's not the dance instructor, right? I always confuse I those two <laughs> no. also.
1: Uh, you got the right one. Good. Okay.
2: Um, Tennessee Williams also kicked out of Iowa because he's like the an alcoholic- Uh, University of Iowa I think it was a mixture Of him being like A huge alcoholic And gay Mm. No I'm serious like, yeah. this was a while ago, and they were like, I don't can't
0: know. be one or the other. I wasn't saying,
1: I don't believe. I was saying, like, mm, people. No, it's you know, too I, bad. I think that
2: they were like, they didn't like him because he was gay, and then they looked for an excuse to get rid of him. And, like, right. he like, did like, some shit. You know about Ar- Arthur Turing? He definitely didn't graduate. Oh, we Alan talked Turing, about him. We Alan
1: talked Turing, about Turing, his yeah.
0: unforgivable gayness. Yeah. Yes, um,
1: yes. Okay. We'll uh, move. I'm bad with specifics. Yeah.
0: Do you well, knew It's so, a scientist, though. Yeah, like, that's a lot. I would say that there's no one else we've had in the podcast who would know who Turing was. Absolutely. As a last name alone. All right. Here's my next topic of the day. And
2: I, I apologize. I find this one to be not that interesting. Um,
0: oh, but you're going to call out our listener who took the time to write us about moons? I no, thought I that was his was interesting. Boring, it was on, on you. the way I was reading it. i it I'm was not on, a good reader. No, not on you reading th-
2: it. It was your rebuttal was too long. Whereas this me. is
1: fascinating. Mm, yeah, just banter.
2: <laughs> it's a lot of me getting... The podcast without Matt here is mostly Brooks getting grumpy at Andy. The wheels um, are falling off.
1: <laughs> so that's what you guys should call it. Like the well, special...
2: Matt, Matt Kirshan's usually here. And uh, and
1: he's like, pip pop chaps. Dip, dip, dip. Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, hey,
2: Matt. Good <laughs> he's to Australian see you. Also, oh, just right over in Britain having a queen. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Matt. You're, <laughs> that's, that's a unit crazy. of measurement
0: there? Having a queen.
2: <laughs> yeah, how many queens is that? Oh, it's about five queens tall. Oh, so four feet. Uh I don't know what I'm talking about right now.
1: You had a science thing.
2: I know it's so boring I can't even get through it. Like okay, Let's here's all do it please get
0: through it so that I can make fun of you. <laughs> please
2: attempt it. No, I'm going to I'm going to Sea grass stores more carbon than forests says study how boring is this already go for it uh coastal seagrasses can store more heat trapping carbon per square mile than forests can which means coastal plants could be part of the solution to climate change scientists say in a new study so um so do they
1: put out oxygen or they just take in carbon
2: it's just they store carbon which i don't really know what it means i I don't know what storing carbon is. Like, I'm not sure either. Yeah, and I, I could have looked it up before we we started recording this, and I was like, ah, somebody will know. No one knows. Yeah. Um, sea Seagrasses occupy less than 0.2% of the world's oceans, uh, but they can hold up to 83,000 metric tons of carbon per square kilometer, um, and that is more than twice the 30,000 metric, metric tons of carbon per square kilometer a typical terrestrial
0: forest can store. Um, so we should be saving the rain seagrass and not the rainforests? Yeah, is that- it's rainforest. sand, it's yeah. Yeah. sea lettuce. It. Is- rain seagrasses thing. are where it's at.
2: Seagrasses have a unique ability to continue to store carbon in their roots and soil in coastal seas, uh, a scientist said in a statement. We found instances where particularly where particularly seagrass beds have been storing carbon for thousands of years.
0: Is, is this do manatees eat that? Because they're sea cows. I right? would imagine. They would probably, sea cows should eat
1: seagrasses. Right.
0: Yep. Uh, and then if they're like if they're like kind of like jokesters, they'd be like, I'm on a seagrass diet.
1: And then they'd open I, their mouths.
0: I think that this Oh I see grass and I eat it. Uh- <laughs> hey. uh, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> it's
1: actually <laughs>
0: That's super Says funny. the person is not laughing.
1: Yeah, at all. That is
2: actually hilarious. No, it is really funny. I don't <laughs> laugh at jokes. We were talking earlier how I don't like you watching don't like comedy, stand up comedy. I don't like watching it. Uh, so I'm in a great line of work. I like watching, you know, I, I don't know. It's with the where we are in our current comedy careers. We have to go to a lot of shows with people of our other. Uh, where we are in our comedy careers, which is myself, I find kind of funny, but like not the
0: royal we of you assuming we're in the same place with your management and your pitches. And your... no,
2: we're all in the same, but I'm saying we all do the same stand up shows, and it's not like we're doing shows with uh, like Tosh and
1: uh, yeah, y'all don't have to buy Dimitri, my album and
2: Dimitri but Martin. We
1: all know who each other is, so that's not yeah. the same.
2: All I'm saying is, when I watch those guys, I like watching comedy. But when I'm watching us try out new bits all the time, because that's all we watch. We watch each other right, try out new bits. You don't take
0: any pleasure in that? I don't know how long you can keep doing it if you don't take some pleasure in that.
2: I take pre- pleasure in drinking
0: outside with people. <laughs> that's all I do, during Shows um okay that doesn't go away i'll tell you 10 years from now you'll <laughs> still be enjoying that that's that's perfect i like skill. i like comedy a bunch um <laughs> that yeah. was that was a pe class they taught at my high school lifetime sports which basically means stuff like golf that you can do when you're old
1: oh god yeah. i thought you. i thought it was Outdoor like
0: drinking like pushing shopping carts and no it's <laughs> bowling golf just stuff that you don't have to stop when oh, your body breaks down old
1: man things yeah.
2: In addition to storing carbon, seagrasses filter out sediments oh, great, before it more. gets into oceans, protect coastlines from floods and storms, serve as habitat sorry, for fish, crustaceans <laughs> and other commercially important species.
1: Do you guys remember that um cartoon on uh, on Sesame Street where the like little crab where the guy's fishing and he starts pulling out the 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 seagrasses and this little like clam walks out of the ocean and is like, "Hey man, what are you doing? Stop it." No, I don't remember Isn't that. that.
0: This, no, this, I don't know what you're talking about. The
1: clam is like, stop doing that. When you do that, and then the fish can't eat it. And then if you don't have the fish, then you can't fish oh, for them. A, and then it, was it was like a real ecosystem. Ecology. Yeah, yeah, it was, but a real sassy clam.
2: Oh. So it
1: drew you in because you cared about him as a character. I like that. Yeah.
2: I really like how Spike from Land Before Time eats, <laughs> where it's just giant gloms of uh, grasses. Like, he, like, there'll be a big grassy knoll, and then Spike will go, Three bites, the whole it knoll is, is gone. gone. I always love that.
1: Really efficient.
2: Yeah. Three
0: bites per knoll is pretty much...
2: Favorite it's... Land Before Time character. Let's go around.
1: Uh, was There There was a pterodactyl, right? Uh, Petrie, hello. Come yeah. on.
2: All right, I like Andy. the stegosaurus. Come on, guys. Let's get okay. on board here. The stegosaurus, first of all, there wasn't a stegosaurus. I haven't in...
0: seen the movie. I thought I would just like oh, okay. shot in the dark. I thought I would work well, out. Spike
2: was the closest to a stegosaurus, That's, I like Spike, I would say. yeah,
1: yeah. So okay. what I said Favorite what I Dinosaurs the TV I show Ducky. character
2: Big Ducky Oh pff, Baby Sinclair Absolutely. all the way yeah, right? pretty funny yeah. Absolutely yeah. Not Baby Sinclair Baby Sinclair is <laughs> that represents the 90s so
0: well yeah. Right? Yeah. Least favorite the Lisa Simpson dinosaur Oh yeah, no, no one liked her. Yeah. I did no one
1: liked Lisa wasn't Simpson. The, wasn't the finale when they the asteroid was hit coming to the earth? That was the one they, and they were like, No. Yeah, I think that was the that That's, was the final episode. I like
0: when shows have a chance to actually wrap things up and they're just canceled <laughs> without notice. Yeah. It's like yeah. you want an ending.
2: That is true. Um I did like the movie the show Dinosaurs a whole bunch. It
0: the, was actually pretty funny. I remember, I remember it being funny. I don't know if it would hold up. I just can't now. believe it
1: happened. Yeah, it's a biz- It's like it's like Cats the musical. Like there really that a- happened? That happened and made billions and billions right. of dollars. It's one of the top selling wow. musicals right. of all
2: time. There was a ba- weird. Uh, uh, a rap that ba- the baby came out with. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, I, think I do we talked a- about that on a well, past Well, I episode. do a um uh a stand-up show called For Shame and uh, it's it's where people talk about music videos that they used to like as children and mm-hmm. one time um Like Bat Dance. Jonah Ray Array picks Dance. <laughs> bat- yeah, exactly. Jonah Ray picked uh, Baby Dinosaurs music rap. It was like the Bartman of dinosaurs. Yeah. Whatever oh, it's it called I'm the Baby. Yeah. I'm going to play it for a gotta second. I
1: love the baby. Hold on. I'm the baby. Gotta love me.
2: Here it comes. I'm gonna. I'm playing it right now. Play it. You hear
0: that? I don't think you're holding it up to the, to the speaker. I don't know what the speaker is in this. <laughs> Keep moving it around. No. Cold. Cold. No. Oh, I, there was something for a second there. Oh, there's a listener who has a Macintosh and knows where the speakers are.
1: I can't tell if I'm hearing it in life or through the headphones.
0: I think it's recorded.
1: You can drop it in there either way.
0: Right? It just sounds like the Mr. Belvedere theme. Is this Leon Redbone? No, that's I'm the Baby <laughs> by uh, Dinosaurs. Baby. Sorry. Life is more than mere survival. Just You've never made seen, made seen Land Before Time yet. Never seen it. They night. had, a, I think, uh, movie sad.
1: I think Pizza Hut gave away Land Before Time toys.
0: Absolutely, that's up their alley. I think. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be McDonald's. I don't think it wouldn't be like a no. first rate. No, uh, franchise. Land Before Time was a real. It starts out real sad. I've seen an American Tale. Does that count for something? <laughs> no, Same that's, uh, production company. Yeah, I totally think. different movie. Isn't that also? Are those all Don Bluth movies? I think. Mm-hmm. I, I know. used to know a lot about animators. I think those are both like former Disney people who did those. If it wasn't Don Bluth, it was like um, favorite cartoon growing up.
2: That like feature if you were, if, or television feature program. feature
0: feature. If you had a,
2: like one VHS when you're five years old, what it's are you going when I'm
1: five. for? Five. Ah, uh, it, it's a it's a real. Mm, I, I'm going to say Fox and the Hound, but it's real close between that and uh, and Robin Hood.
2: Oh, nice. I do think it is just what currently was out around that time. How old are you right Old now?
1: enough. Right.
2: You seem young. I would guess like 26. 20. <laughs>
1: okay. Nice. I take it, take
2: sure. it. I assume we were the same age. So mine <laughs> is Oliver and Company because that's oh, like yeah, no, what that's was... That's younger than me. That was hitting right around my time. I looked Oliver and Company. But
1: Oliver and Company and All Dogs Go to Heaven were those both those weren't Disney were they? Oliver and Company was was also
0: Don Bluth who was the guy that did an American I I mean it's Oliver and Company was Disney which one had Billy Joel music? probably both that guy's all over the place (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking this up Andy what
2: about
1: you?
0: Um, six year
2: old Andy gets his hands on a VHS tape
0: and before time, all dogs go to heaven. American Tales, Secret or Nim are all Don blue. Boom. Secret
1: and Nim, I like. that. And the
0: video game, la- uh, the the game, yeah, Dragon's Lair. Remember that?
1: Oh yeah, the laserdisc game. What are, you yeah, what are you picking? I could not. Uh, well, if, if I was win. five
0: years old, it was eighty two. I don't know what was out because like, here's the weird thing about my adolescent years. Like I was into Disney when I was like thirteen, which is a weird thing. But I had like
1: strong opinions. But, like about... ironically, or like for real?
0: Well, for real. No, I had Disney comic books and stuff. Like <laughs> I had strong opinions about who drew Donald Duck the best. It was Carl Barks. He's the best Donald Duck artist. Um, but so I, th- I like movies that came out. That, like, I liked Little Mermaid a lot. That was a yeah. really good movie. I liked Little Mermaid. That was when you were older. I was 13. yeah. I liked yeah. Little Mermaid came a out. ton. Me too. So I don't know if I watched a lot of, like, earlier stuff growing up. I guess, like, I liked. So you just say
2: Little Mermaid. That's fine.
0: No, I mean, I, I liked, you know. Dumbo and well, I guess Dumbo, I was terrified by Dumbo, but I liked. I didn't it. like Dumbo either. Ugh. And Pinocchio was terrified. Like it's also this, it's the stuff that's terrifying that sticks out, and that's yeah, that probably good. Pretty scary. Like the donkey thing in Pinocchio and the drunk scene in Dumbo are terrifying, but kind of. I, mean, I, they're good. I
2: just learned that Jumbo was the name of the whale the real... in Barnabin Bailey's circus. Elephant. You mean the elephant? Yeah, I'm sorry, the yeah. elephant. And then that by the, his name went on to main jumbo as big
1: yeah he was it was like a oh, oh, huge yeah. huge elephant it was yeah. record-breakingly large at
2: the and before that jumbo was not a way to describe large mm.
0: so that was just like a sound that sounded like vaguely african that they just picked as a probably, yeah probably as a word it's for the name that's crazy wow oh. yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I was not into Disney stuff growing up at all because uh, I, I liked I liked Little Mermaid. Punk ethos. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so um, I had no I didn't, edge. I didn't know that when I moved here from New York. I didn't know anybody was seri- like really adults. We go to Disneyland. I'm not into that. to you know,
0: I'm not into now. I'm not into well, it now. Well, so
1: I but I went to Disneyland with a, a friend of mine when I first moved here. And we got like he, oh actually he took me and um. Walking in, I was like, "All right, Mickey Mouse, sell me your bullshit." Oh. I get it. This is all corporate bullshit. And by the end of the day, I was wearing ears with my name embroidered on the back, <laughs> oh, wow. watching the light parade, crying, uh, eating popcorn. You're also of- stoned once? out of
2: your mind. <laughs>
1: I, I think they pumped something into the air there yeah. because I, I'm like crying, eating popcorn out of like a commemorative tub. And I turn to him and say, "Like imagination makes things happy. Uh, it makes things happen." As he looks at me crying, also, and is like, "Chimney sweeps," because then these chimney sweeps oh, came around. Jeez. This place is magical. It's motherfucking magical. You have been to Disneyland?
0: I was my birthday was last week, and we were just I was was table
1: over deciding
0: (laughs) between Disneyland and Magic Mountain. And Disneyland doesn't do any free birthday stuff anymore, and it's twice as expensive. So we went to Magic Mountain, rode some awesome roller coasters.
1: Much better rides there, but Disneyland is for real delightful. Yeah, I
0: I do want to go. I just you know ninety bucks or whatever it is. Once I find some friends that are up for it, I'll I'll do it. I liked Lion King. That was a big part of my life. Yeah. Lion King, I thought it's was more, one of the worst. It's it's a more a boy movie. I really didn't like I that movie. It. I remember I we went,
2: Disney movies. We, my family went to see Lion King. I think that we, I think that was Lion King. We, yeah, no, it was Lion King. We went to see to see it was Lion King and Angels in the Outfield double feature. We drove Whoa. like an hour and ten minutes to go see it. This is the nearest. Was all theater. for you? No, my whole family like because you know my my brother's a little bit older. Um, it sold out, so instead. We're like, what are we going to pick? My oldest brother and my dad go see Forrest Gump. And like me, my mom, and my middle brother were like, uh, we don't want to see Forrest Gump. That looks stupid. We see Baby's Day Out instead. Oh,
0: no. So, like, still at
2: Christmases, my dad will be like, remember that time that I went and saw in a, like, probably the best film of your life? And then instead you went and saw Baby's when, Day remember Out. Remember when
0: six months later Baby's Day Out swept the Oscars? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Who made the people right call? People are still talking about that Vern one. Vern
2: Troyer's first film, Baby's Day Out, for real.
0: <laughs> um, what did he
2: play? He was the stand-in. For the baby?
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to ask. I didn't want to ask it, though. I thought it was uh, racist against little people to assume he was the baby. Is it? Uh, it's not I don't a ra- think so. I don't know what you call that. All right. Do you have any other? Any other science? Um, I have. One, I have another topic. I'll go. Do it. That. Yeah, yeah. Go
2: for it. This is actually pretty big, guys. This oh is actually... Uh, oh, actually, yeah.
0: this is this is also brought up, I think we were doing the one about the robotic... Robotic My karma. friend Eric Williams, yeah, who is an actual PhD, he, he wrote to suggest <laughs> this topic. Not a
1: fake one. <laughs> no. I
0: have so many fake... Wait, before we do this, real quick, when I applied to get my frequent flyer card for United Airlines, there were all these radio buttons you could click for different titles, and I was like, "Are they going to like police this? Are they going to check this?" So I'm like, "What happens if I just okay, click Doctor would <laughs> There's more. I clicked every possible title because it wasn't like one or the other. You could just select them all. And so for the last 12 years, I've gotten mailings to um, <laughs> Baron Andrew Thomas Wood, PhD.
1: Wow, that's an amazing oh, that's program. Doctor and a Baron,
0: according to United Airlines. That's really great. <laughs> yeah. When I went, when I, 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 what, what I like what that is that okay. I, I was born into royalty. <laughs> But I didn't just like I, my, mine could have been a life of ease, but I was like, no, I'm going to get my doctorate. I don't care that I am a member of the landed yeah. gentry. I'm a baron, but I'm also I care you about knowledge. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Sure, when sure. Uh, I booked my room in Portland
2: uh, to go do Bridgetown. And then uh, I, I when I booked it, I was just like, whatever, fuck it. it was, uh, my name was Professor Brooks Seven <laughs> Whelan. My middle name was Seven. Like just the the, the number. Word, the <laughs> And then Nick Rutherford was like, "Hey, we should room together." I was like, "Oh, totally, yeah." And then I had to call and like switch my uh, room to like a to like a double instead of one. And then they're like, "What's your name?" I was like, "Uh, "Brooks Wheelan," and she's like, "Professor Brooks Seven (laughs) Wheelan," and I was like, "Yeah, that's me." Like she was just so like, "I'm gonna say your whole fucking name, you asshole." (laughs) Seven, huh? And yeah, that's it. Uh, really backfired. Seven. I used to call and tell hotels I left my ferret in the room and uh, could they please write its name down? And then I would tell them his name was um, uh, Captain Edward McNuffle Steenel Plexenstein the Fifth Esquire and make them write that all down. And read it and back to And then say, you? read it back to me.
0: Would they say, we don't care if we find a ferret, we'll know who it belongs to? I think to. one
2: out of maybe 400 ever did it.
0: But also, wouldn't they be mad that you even had? I mean, what do they say in at their the hotel fact room? That, that well, no,
2: I would. Dude, I had a whole thing. you only stay
1: at Pro I, Ferret hotels? No, I had a whole yeah, thing. I would friendly. call.
2: I would call yeah. and I'd be like, "Hey, listen, I, I'm so sorry. This is embarrassing. I'm already. Oh God, I'm already in Ohio right now, and I stayed at your Fairfield Inn last night in like Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I stayed in room 109. I know you guys don't allow pets. I had a ferret. I bring him with me. I need him. I woke up late. I left. He. I left him in a drawer because he needs complete dark to sleep. I. Saw, I just completely forgot about him. I I'm really sorry. The the thing is, he knows how to open doors. He's probably out.
1: Uh, also, he's pure evil. Yeah. And uh, I <laughs> hope. Have you guys noticed any vortexes or anything? I would
2: go. I would go. Do you guys have a game room at all? Or. <laughs> And because he, he is so loves into, Centipede. no, I go. He loves Street Fighter Two <laughs> or a water slide because he
0: will. He's guaranteed oh, to be in there. That sounds adorable. Uh, like
1: fair, but I'm imagining a, fair him with a little Maid water of wings.
0: Evil I like also like uh, the end of Time Bandits. That thing mm-hmm. in the toaster yeah. oven that you can't oh. touch. That. <laughs> The a condensed evil of the universe. Ooh,
2: we used to prank. When I was a kid, we used to prank call this guy all the time who owned a hotel, and it was just funny because he was ethnic to us, and we are from Iowa, and we just do go the whole thing, like this, like yeah, we want a room. We'd give him a fake credit card number and everything, and then we'd be like, oh, hold on, we added another person, but it counts as two because it's your mama. I'm gonna fuck, <laughs> and he would just go crazy. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, dude, we were what? what like, when you said he was ethnic. What is that? No, no, but it means he was would he be like, he would freak out. He'd be like, do you, I fucking know who you are. Come to. Find you. I fucking find you. Like, you just go off, and me and my fifth grade buddies would laugh and laugh and laugh. And we stole my brother's cell phone and did it all on his cell phone one time. And then my mom, it was when you'd still get all the numbers you called his first cell phone, he was maybe 16. And she was like, What are all these numbers? You called from like two to four in the morning, the same number repeatedly. So she <laughs> called it, and she's like, Hey, have some boys been calling you? And he's like, Yes, they threatened. To mm. kill me, oh. they say they're going to fuck my mother. Oh like, my he just went off on this whole thing. Oh and I remember my brother's immediate response was, Somebody stole my cell phone. Like, that's all he, <laughs> even though he was with us.
0: Was oh, oh okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. So was... it never got pinned down to you? You were like the Teflon kid. You were the best baseball player because your dad coached the team and told you you were. Yeah. You didn't get in trouble for anything ever.
2: Well, my brother, it was his cell phone, he, and I was 12. He should have known better he was
1: 16 I, I tried uh, pranking people one time uh, when I was spending the night at my friend Elizabeth's house um, except the people we were trying to prank were we didn't really get the hang of like calling other people's numbers because you could just press zero and get the operator so we were pranking the operator ah. which so so her uh, her mom was like um yeah I just tried to I picked up the phone and tried to use it and the operator was on there and she said that you that some little girls had been talking to her and we we're like Ooh, hey. sorry Ooh. I don't even know what we were saying it was probably like hey you're stupid. He-he. Um, I had not really perfected the joke crafting I, at
2: that I I used to work at Papa John's and I would always call Papa John's. I knew they didn't have color ID and I'd be like, "Yeah, hey, um sorry to be a stickler, just got a pizza. Listen, I never do this. I feel bad doing this. Just I had to complain. There was a used condom on it." <laughs> <laughs> we, like that's my one thing. Yeah, and, my uh, one. No, I, and be I used like,
1: to be such a complainer.
2: Honestly, it went. I mean, we ate around it, but still, we kind of think we should get a free slice, maybe, because it was on a one slice in particular that no one here will touch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I keep asking,
2: and uh, they're like, "We know this is prank. We have caller ID." And I'd be like, "No, you don't. You fucking don't. No, you don't. <laughs> <they> don't click. <laughs> click. I got into prank emailing too which is a lot longer but you can make the email so crazy
1: but you have to build a whole uh, whole address I for just it? know
2: well I know I prank email uh, small businesses with oh, okay. just crazy questions but like promising to buy a lot mm-hmm. so they'll respond to it like I prank emailed this cave I used to work at and I uh, uh, told her I used to I'll
0: buy all your stalactites. Yeah. I
2: used to be at, no, I used to be a tour guide in this cave and I, I prank emailed the woman who owned it that I was bringing 70 people there for a, our, a family reunion. But heads up, my uncle might come and he just got out of jail for punching my, for at the last family reunion, <laughs> punching my dad in the neck and then driving his car through a Nissan dealership window. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like what this, did you say to that? She goes, please don't bring him. Like we don't <laughs> need, we don't need that type of thing here. And I was like, also, can we smoke cigarettes inside of the cave? And she's like, no. And I was like, what about paintballing? And she's like, you can't paintball in here. And then it, I just came back with, well, we're gonna paintball in the cave it's gonna happen we've decided (laughs) there's some things we can control and then we're going to start paintballing inside of the cave and she's like no you won't and I'm like we're gonna smoke inside of the cave too and she's like no you won't I go well my uncle has really rallied the troops (laughs) they're excited for this and then she's like
1: all they do is smoke and paintball uh, yeah she's like well we're gonna have
2: police here if you come and I was like get ready (laughs) bitch that's how I ended the email
1: you're terrible
2: no she's terrible
1: uh Wait. I used to work uh, for her. Is this the one that you got, that you have your, your set about? Oh
0: yeah, no, uh, no, that's no, definitely no, no, So no.
1: you. <laughs> and there's a
0: strange, I think there's something, Brooks has as, as like an, his neck itches or something because his hand is like going back and forth across his neck. Ah, is hey is man, something... edit
1: what you need to. What does that mean? I don't no, know. I don't
0: want to talk about it right now. It's like an allergic reaction. No problem.
1: Just well, saying, anyway, you've I hope got you a better. good relationship with authority. It's, yeah.
0: But I want to hear the story about the robot arm. Do we have time real quick? Oh, geez, Louise. There's I forgot, guys. I know you have to run. We'll get this we wrapped up, but this is kind of cool. Honestly, it's super quick.
2: Crazy bug, crazy bug. This is super quick. Uh, All it is is that people have put um, like computer chips onto people's brain stems, and then those uh, paralyzed people can now move robotic arms with thoughts. So uh, awesome. two people recently um, f- put a straw into a uh coffee and then move the robotic arm with their mind and then take took a sip from the coffee. So it's just really uh Incredible. Incredible. It's yeah. Amazing. It's very amazing. And uh they're still a long way from, you know, this being practical, but they're like in in the future we hope, you know, to maybe be able to, you know, re manipulate your own appendages. Did they say that
1: Oh uh, wow. So I, they I would, would just like you just you, wouldn't be paralyzed like would anymore.
2: Get, oh. Well, you'd have a robot arm that would feel like or you know, know, but he's would saying they would, the
1: same they, way that, they would like cyborgize your actual dead they, arm. That's
2: exactly what I'm saying. Like Luke Skywalker asked, they put a robot yeah, arm
1: on
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I think you're saying two different things because he had like a flesh-colored robot arm. It wasn't like they took... They couldn't. I'm sure. There's no way they found that hand once it fell down that giant thing no, and put robot dude, parts in inside movie, of it. Dude, in the movie, in the movie, gave him a new fake robot hand. In the movie, he has a robot arm. Right. I'm saying, but Eliza, yeah, yeah. you were saying almost saying like put the guts of the robot like, inside of the skin of the dead limb or something. Yeah. So it'd be like hey, a human flesh stretched over metal endoskeleton, a cybernetic <laughs> organism.
1: Uh, I yeah, I well, I think the the robot arm makes more sense. Um, but oh yeah, I went to this um this. Seminar at um, South by Southwest that was uh, about f- um, science fact or science fiction. Mm-hmm. It was a futurist guy whose like job is to like figure out what's going to be where where technology it, it is sounds go. like almost he
0: should be biased against the future with when they call uh, him <laughs> I, I, I like the present y'all true. i don't um, know i don't know y'all Some of y'all like the future but
1: but but so his job is to like figure out what we're going to where everything is going to go technology-wise oh in the it, that years. guy's
2: like ray ray something he he's the parker um, jr no the transcendental man like there's a guy who uh his job is to predict that and like Bill bradbury Gates. Uh, I forget what his name is. LaMontagne? No, he's the guy who's completely behind the. Um, Croc. No, it's not Ray Croc. Uh, he's, he's behind the idea that we will become cyborgs, all of us.
1: Well, this guy, like, one, one of his first things that was just sort of tossed aside, he was like, oh, yeah, I mean, implants, we're all getting implants. But besides that, uh, like, <laughs> that, that just we're assumed. just all, like, going to have all kinds of
0: breast computer. implants or No just- no no.
1: <laughs> Men, women, children. Yeah. In yeah. the future
2: we're all very superficial.
1: Definitely, definitely. Just all over us too. Um, <laughs> over. I got uh, four boobs. I love them. Yeah, the, uh, phones, computers, all that stuff. Ray Kurzweil. All That's what the guy's oh, yeah. name is. Um, is that right? But he was also saying that so now apparently there the scientists he was saying that um, we're only held back by like technology has gotten to the point where we're only held back by what we can think of. Like we can pretty much make anything as long. we just have to think of it and think about what people will want. And so they're working with, um, science fiction writers to figure out what people are going to want. Cause they're like, you guys seem to think about this a lot. Wow. So they'll give them a, a, kind of a societal problem and be like, well, what would you write about that? Like, um, all right. So if there's an end to work, if people didn't have to go to jobs anymore and work, um, what, how would that change people's lives? And that's awesome. It would be super depressing, apparently, is what they found. Hope yeah, decided. I don't
0: know. That's what I keep thinking about. This is a whole huge topic to get into. But like, as we automate more things, that's great, except that it just concentrates wealth in the hands of fewer and fewer people because there's no system in place to say, yeah, we have the technology to be able to produce easily all the food for everyone on Earth, but then how do you decide how to distribute it if there's no jobs that you would get paid for it, to have something to exchange for that? Like until we Unless we just turn into a giant you know socialist world which might work if everyone would buy into it because we can certainly produce everything for everybody right now as it is but i'll tell you uh, what robots ain't starting no podcasts that's just true this is true entertainment i we don't do know have, i
1: mean uh,
0: well, not for
2: another few months
1: yeah yeah
2: we're safe for a minute okay eliza thanks for being on the show yeah. uh what is your twitter
1: at Eliza Skinner. Pe- at
2: Eliza Skinner. Everybody follow Eliza. Do you have any cool shows coming up?
1: Tons of them all the time.
2: So check <laughs> Eliza's website, <laughs> ElizaSkinner.com.
1: That's right.
2: Uh, go on there, E L I Z A S, wait, S K I N N E R. You got it. Got it. So yeah, check out that and follow her on Twitter. And with any corrections, we're at
0: Probably Science and also ProbablyScience at gmail.com. Yep. ProbablyScience.com. Everything Probably Science would lead you and to then, us, uh, hopefully and then uh, soon we'll have delightful Matt Kirschen back in yep. here. And before we wrap things up, a little musical recap of the night's events. Oh, oh yeah, let's oh, do it!
1: Wow, musical recap. Uh, Brooks and I
0: can do it for you if you want. <laughs> uh,
1: so we talked about things, things about science, but mostly other things. We talked about sports and you guys drank and it's true, it's true. Uh, drinking beer and, and the beer rings. was very good there you go good there. Yeah. I usually have a lot of accompaniment or no it's tough
0: solo I totally I can't can if you believe actually did it we would have been totally fine with you saying yeah.
1: hey man do. I'm game I'm down I <laughs> yes and yes I she's
0: am. a yes ander. I'm a no but type <laughs> of person <laughs> no but no but is kind of like yes and because but is negating the no and saying I'm gonna agree think totally that, right but it's
1: a much different um, silhouette
0: yeah uh, yeah well everybody follow Eliza
2: follow on Twitter in, and, and in life
0: thanks just, for uh,
2: listening to us and hit us up if you know any real science stuff like what we uh, do like Brooks will only make fun of uh, I make fun of how he talks about it I
1: read it poorly I appreciate
2: so, the knowledge thanks thank for listening This is
1: walking <laughs> out yeah I'm out of here <laughs> one foot out Aliens. the door. Good night.